Good morning. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. We have a verb problem. Apparently, the wrong verb is used at the beginning of our Torah portion, the Parsha of Truma, this week. By Yadabir Hashem Moshe Lemar, God says to Moshe as follows, Daber B'nai Yisrael, speak to the people of Israel, the children of Israel. Now, what it should say is to give a gift, that word truma, that's the name of our parsha, truma, to give a gift. And the purpose of that gift is stated, Va'asuli Migdash, to build for me a sanctuary, a mishkan. That's this uh, uh, modular sanctuary that could be put together and taken apart and moved in travel that was the sanctuary for the Jewish people during the 40 years in the desert. It is the subject of five Torah portions. This is the first of five that cover this subject. And it later becomes the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. And we're going to be discussing it at great length over the next several weeks. But although it means to begin by saying to give a gift for the materials that will be used to build this structure, but that's not what it says. Instead of saying to give it gift, it says the yikhuli truma and take a gift. So one more time, God says to Moshe to tell the Jewish people that in order to build this structure, take a gift. It's a wrong verb. They're not taking the gift, they're giving the gift. So allow me to share with you a story. I've told you a number of stories in other contexts about my grandfather, a blessed memory, Sam Marklin. So this is a story that happened where he's not the central character, but, but it's an enlightening story. So after I graduated from college, I went to Israel to study in yeshiva, and I studied in yeshiva in Jerusalem and by Vagan. It was an all-Israeli yeshiva, so for me, an American, it was uh, somewhat of a, I'm not going to use the word culture shock, but it was certainly different culturally in many ways, and it was a wonderful experience. I was actually there for two years, and it was great. I, I learned a tremendous amount there, and I remain indebted to uh, my teachers there and to uh, my fellow students. The yeshiva was and is head, headed by a great Torah scholar, Rabbi Baruch Mordechai Ezrahi, fantastic speaker, a powerful uh, speaker. The, but the, the, the main, I would say, the jewel of this yeshiva was a very elderly scholar at that time. He has since passed away. His name was Rabbi Meir Chadash. Rabbi Meir Chadash was famous. He was from the old school. He was from Slobodka, from Europe, Lithuania. And of course, I was only knowing him in the last years of his life. Um, but he was um, an incredible person of, of refinement, of learning, uh, to have the privilege to hear him speak, even if it was briefly, and even if I didn't understand it all, was a privilege. I can remember till this day, um, when I left the yeshiva, 
after the end of the first year, I came home and I came back to the yeshiva several months later. When I left the yeshiva, I went to say goodbye to him. And I'll never forget the, the, the feeling of the way that he held my hand and the bracha, the blessing that he gave to me as I left. Um, an incredible person, a famous person. Okay, that's background. So during the year that I was there, the first year that I was there, <clears throat> my grandparents came for a visit as they often visited Israel. And it was wonderful to see them. Of course, I was studying in yeshiva, but I would see them in the evening and on Shabbos. And, and of course, we spent a good deal of time together. I took time to be with them. The, 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 the head of my yeshiva heard that my grandfather was in town. Now, my grandfather, as I've shared with you before, had many, many accomplishments. Among his many accomplishments is he was a philanthropist. He was very generous in donating funds, especially to support Jewish education in all of its forms and all of its places. And he was quite a well-known person. So the yeshiva that I was studying in um, thought <laughs> that, that they, ha they had in their sights that this was an opportunity that they could not miss to be able to get a gigantic uh, donation from my grandfather. Maybe naming a new building after him, or uh, they, had, they had visions of grandeur. <clears throat> my grandfather did not really want anything to do with this. Uh, he was certainly happy to make a modest donation like any place that he visited and his grandson was studying there, but he was not, he, he was not in, in the ballpark of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of that. I mean, it just, it was not, it was not going to happen. So what the yeshiva did is they arranged a, a dinner for him in his honor. It was on a Saturday night and, um, they arranged this dinner. There were about 30 or so people crowded into uh, the uh, one of the rooms in the yeshiva. My grandfather really didn't want to go to this dinner, and he was very uncomfortable with it because he understood that what they were hoping for, and uh, and he knew he wasn't going to, to do that, and he was uncomfortable with it, but, you know, they... Uh, were a little persistent. And so there was this dinner and it was a lavish dinner. It was <laughs> lavish dinner and there were speakers and the Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Ezrahi, spoke glowingly about my grandfather, who he had just met, but he knew by reputation. And uh, and it was all around um, un uncomfortable for, for us. Uh, my grandfather did speak at that occasion and uh, and he said in his remarks, he was speaking in order to speak to me. He spoke in English. Of course, everyone else spoke either Hebrew or Yiddish because no one else there spoke English. <laughs> and what he said was extremely beautiful and profound, but that's not the subject for now. So after Rabbi Ezrahi finished speaking, he turned to Rabbi Meir Chadash, the senior elder statesman, the jewel of this yeshiva, who was present, who was sitting there, who was also 
Rabbi Ezrahi's father-in-law, just by the way. And he said to Rabbi Chadash, would Rabbi Chadash please share some words? And Rabbi Chadash said, no. That's it. No. So things got really uncomfortable then. <laughs> and you know, it's it's in public. We're all listening to this. Rabbi Chadash, why won't you say a few words? We're all gathered here at this uh, dinner. Why won't you say a few words? And he said, I don't speak at fundraising events. He was a man of absolute truth, integrity. He was not going to flatter someone that he did not know. He was not going to say nice things if he if it was not within his truth. He didn't know my grandfather and he was not going to speak. That that was pretty amazing. So then Rabbi Ezrahi said to him, perhaps you could offer a blessing? Just give him a bracha, give him a blessing. So Rabbi Chadash stood up and he spoke, addressing my grandfather. And he said to my grandfather, may you have the merit to participate in the mitzvah of supporting our school. That was it. I'll never forget that night <clears throat> for so many reasons. But I mention it now because when God says to donate to the building of the Mishkan, it's not because God needs the money. God could build the Mishkan on his own. He doesn't need our gold and silver and copper and all the other materials. What God is saying to us at the beginning of our Torah portion is, God is saying, I am giving you the opportunity to share in this great and holy endeavor of building this sanctuary. The donation that you make, that you give, is what you are taking. It is my gift to you. So the truma, the donation, is what you are taking, what you are getting as a result of being able to share in the building of this structure. Later, we're going to learn about the Nisim, the princes, the heads of each tribe, they offered to donate for this project whatever would be needed after the Jewish people finished offering their offerings. They would cover the shortfall, whatever it is. And our rabbis criticized them for that because they misunderstood the purpose of giving. The purpose of giving for the Mishkan was not because God had a deficit and he needed extra funds. The purpose of the giving was the opportunity for their own growth. And they didn't see that and they lost out. Now, don't get me wrong. Anybody who says to a dad, 
I'll make up whatever shortfall you have. Believe me, we would be very, very happy with such a donor. Any organization would be very happy with such a donor. Although you should know that the Chavitz Chaim of blessed memory, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan of Radin, when a wealthy donor said this to him, he said, I want to donate the entirety of your budget for your yeshiva. The Chavitz Chaim said, no, I will not accept it because it is not okay for you to have the only merit of supporting my yeshiva. Okay, we're not the Chavitz Chaim. Anybody who wants to cover our deficit, Pavakasha, we're happy. But that's not the ideal. The ideal is to realize that in supporting a death or any good purpose or any mitzvah of helping others, the gift is being given to you, the giver, to become more generous, to become more compassionate, to become more holy. When someone asks you for a favor, or to give tzedakah, or for you to visit someone, or for you to do a favor for somebody, give someone a ride, help someone find a job, it is a gift being offered to you. There is a similar verb confusion in the book of Ruth that I've shared with some of you before. But the comment of our sages is so precise and so deep. Of course, Ruth is this woman who had converted to Judaism. She is impoverished. She knows no one in this city in Israel of Bethlehem, Bethlehem. And she is, it is necessary for her to uh, go into the fields and to glean the leftovers in the fields like other impoverished people in need. And there is a man, Boaz, and Boaz had heard about Ruth and Boaz sees her trying to feed herself and, 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 and Naomi, her, her mother-in-law. And Boaz says to her, come, you can collect in my field and you can eat together with my workers and I'll take care of you and everything's going to be okay. And that night, Ruth went home and she brought with her a lot of food. And Naomi, her mother-in-law, says to her, where were you today that you were able to come home with such, with such uh, plenty? What's the name of the person in whose field you were gathering today? Vatomer. And Ruth says, okay, now, before I quote the verse, Ruth is going to say, the man who did all of this favor for me, the man who was so kind to me, his name is Boaz. But that's not what she says. Vatomer. And she says, Shem Ho'ish, the name of the man, Asher Asisi Imohayom, that I did a favor for today. His name is Boaz. Wait, who did the favor for whom? Boaz did the favor for Ruth. But she says, the man that I helped today is Boaz. Who helped whom? Our sages say, Malamed, this comes to teach us, 
greater than what the wealthy person donates to the needy person, greater than that is what the needy person gives to the wealthy person in accepting the gift. Harbe pu'ulos v'harbe tovos osisi imo. Bishvil shehel chilani prusa achas. In exchange for my accepting some food from him today, I did much greater for him in giving him the opportunity to express his generosity and his loyalty and his recognition of my inner qualities. One of the commentators puts it as follows. The merit of giving tzedakah is much greater than the amount that is received. And this applies to any truma, any gift you give. It could be money, it could be objects, material objects, it could be an opportunity like helping someone find a job, it could be giving your time, and even the willingness to be wounded by being upset at another's problem. To listen, to express our caring and concern even without being able to give anything. That also may be all we have to offer, but that also is a gift. Any gift we give is doing ourselves a favor, not the other way around. So when that happens to you, when it happens to me, when I am approached, I need to remember from the beginning of this week's Torah portion to take the gift that is being offered to me by giving to someone else, by helping someone else, and to say thank you for letting me help you. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.